We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? Uh, just set here. We thought it was very good uh, edit you did last last episode. Very tight. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm. It's hard with you know with what I was given. You know I've only got so much to work with. So yeah, yeah. I will I will take that compliment. Uh, I very much enjoyed our conversation about pick and mix. Yeah, that was uh, that was a definite highlight. I would say. I love talking about sweets, and I was th- yeah. thinking we should make it an item, a regular item on the show. <laughs> pick and mix on the reg. Yeah, I thought maybe we'd just pick uh, an item for each episode and just discuss the pros and cons. A sweet. A sweet, a single sweet. Okay. I'd say that gives us, this could be like a 30 episode Yeah, there's item. loads. Loads. And, you know, there's some places have quite exotic pick and mix, you know. Mm. What was it, like, uh, were those coconut ones? You don't see them very often. They look like a little mushroom. Yeah, like a coconut mushroom. You don't see them very often, but I'd say they're slightly more exotic than you know than a, than a white mice than a white mice for example <laughs> when i see one of those it's like um i'll always go oh those little mushrooms yeah Ugh. yeah yeah I'll never, oh, look I'll never at that. no thanks god no uh what's what's the first suite we're going to discuss then i mean it could be either of them or well, let's talk about the cube of fudge okay and now just to be clear how big cube of fudge you're talking like because remember thorntons used to sell Little cubes of fudge. Do you remember that? This the is pack? very specifically the cubes of fudge in, in the pick and mix. So, so slightly larger than a die? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I just went, I was on holiday in the West Country. Yeah. Sport for choice when it comes to fudge. Oh, yeah. Get on. Dorset. Get on. <laughs> you want some fudge, my darling? And what I've noticed is um, for those with the good fudge places, they sort of have a rough hewn quality to them. <laughs> whereas the. <laughs> Cinema pick and mix, very yes. straight edges. Very straight edges. Very straight. And I'd say one of the issues with the fudge is that sometimes it's been left for too long. Mm-hmm. In its defence, I like a sweet you can graze on. Yes. So sometimes, like if it's a foam-based sweet, you eat it. It's You're gone. not going to nibble that, are you? Whereas, no you way. You can nibble a fudge cube. <laughs> I mean, hundred percent. And we need that. That's something we always say. Yeah. Another drawback is its heft. Very weighty item. This, this is exactly what I was thinking. It does have a weight to it, and that obviously is an issue. I'd say that's one of the main things to consider. The densest pick-and-mix item, would you say? It is one of the densest. I'm trying to think what else. Like a, a cola cube would have a fairly substantial weight as well. It would. But I'd say a fudge cube is a little bigger. It's a little bigger. But yeah, you know, we're in a cost-of-living crisis. You've got to be very careful about how much your pick and mix is weighing. So Let me finish with two final questions. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> the, just like uh, you would a piece of fudge. Not in a pick and mix, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. No, you wouldn't. No. Um, would it make your essential bag? Would you always put it in your bag? Don't answer yet. Okay, go on. And num- number two, give me, give me a rating out of 10. All right. First answer, no. Because... You know, I have had pick and mix fairly recently. I, as I said in the last episode, I, I spent eight quid on it. 
Um, and I had the choice of everything and I didn't put fudge cubes in. So I guess it wouldn't make my essentials. You know, I've got nothing against it, but there are others I like more. So as a pick and mix item, tasty, sweet, yet weighty. So I'm going to go you know, five out of 10. Yeah. Five pick out of 10 mix. <laughs> That's a, that's a good score. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the rating system good. that we've just yeah. created. <laughs> what, um, what pick out, <laughs> what pick out. <laughs> I would give it six pick. What pick out, out of mix <laughs> I'd give it six pick out of 10 mix. Excellent. Yeah. Six pick out of ten mix. Well, um, would it make your essentials? No. I would say it's an occasional addition. Well, um, welcome to Watching Films on the Toilet, uh, <laughs> a podcast which mm. isn't just about pick and mix, uh, but about films as well and toilet stuff. Um, so, yeah, we're a couple of dads who can't watch scary and violent movies with our kids because they're small and we're responsible most of the time. <laughs> And uh, so yeah. we watch them on the toilet mm-hmm. instead. And then we chat about yeah. them, don't we? Responsible is the right word. You just heard us talking in depth about sweets. Yeah. That's where we're at. When I went on holiday to the West Country, I was in a sweet shop in Lyme Regis with my daughter. And I was just like, you've got cup lunch. You can, you can just buy, buy some stuff and I'm, I'm not going to stop. Oof. Good dad, good yeah. dad. Actually, she was quite yeah. good. She was, she was buying for, for herself and her brother, and she spent yeah. about four pounds. It's oh, pretty good. Which doesn't go very far in this sweet shop. No. Anyway, I, for some reason, they had uh, jaw breakers. Oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, I'm going to buy two jaw breakers for myself. Yeah. Were they like flaming hot ones? No. The, the not cinnamony fan. ones? Or... I know exactly what you mean, but it wasn't them. I got, I got them. They're about the size of golf balls. Yeah. Very difficult to get them in your mouth. <laughs> Very difficult. I mean, you can get away with that as a kid, but a grown man, like, <laughs> in the street trying to suck on a jawbreaker, that's... Um... This is the thing. When you're a kid, obviously you don't care. It's just sugar. Yeah. But it's a really awkward size. You can either sort of, like, hold it in your fingertips and sort of... Yes. ...lick it, which... Doesn't look cool. Doesn't look well, cool. You can put the whole thing in your mouth, which is quite painful. <laughs> but it does look cool. But it does look cool. Anyway, today we are going to be discussing The Expendables 2. Uh, as part of our Expendables marathon leading up to the release of The Expendables 4 next month. So yeah, we've watched The Expendables last week. Uh, mm. We flushed it down the toilet. And now we've got The Expendables 2. First one was rubbish. This one will be good. Yes, yeah, tag, tagline of, of the will film. Be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the tagline. Yeah, yeah. First of all, Eamon, any correspondence from last episode? Yes. Okay. Dear watching films in the toilet. Last week you featured a Guardian article with different points of view from myself and my stepdad about leaving the toilet seat up after I did a poo. You took issue with me saying I was triggered by my stepdad asking me to put the toilet seat down basically implying that I was a weak-minded, woke child for not being able to deal with this. Obviously, I find this very offensive and was triggered when I heard it. (laughs) Being triggered by a polite request is serious and I deserve lots of sympathy. Here is a list of other things that I am triggered by. 
When I think I've picked up a Walker's Prawn cocktail grab bag, but it's actually smoky bacon. When I make eye contact with a stranger, then we both look away and then look at each other again. <laughs> when my stepdad sees me in the hallway and says, hello, in a high-pitched voice to avoid awkwardness. When I get off the bus at the door near the driver and have to say thank you. <laughs> uh, when I forget my bag for life. When my stepdad asks me not to take a massive shit on the living room floor. <laughs> Yours sincerely, David. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. you know what? That that actually triggered me. Mm. Uh, a few of those things. So that was a letter from David. Mm. Um, I received a letter from his mum. Oh, yeah. So uh, the, the in the Guardian article, there was a guy called Ray who had written in uh, because David, uh, who you received the letter from, had been leaving the toilets lid up, and uh, he wanted it to be put down because of the the plume of, mm. of poop or whatever. Uh, so yeah. Um, I've received a letter from the mum, Michelle. So I'll read that. Um, it's weird how we both got letters about the same thing, isn't it? And see how they marry up. Dear watching films on the toilet, let me tell you a thing or two about my ex-boyfriend, Ray. He lived with me and my son, David, for two months before I sent his ass packing back to his mum's house. Ray was obsessed with closing the toilet lid, but he was even more obsessed with writing a screenplay about a superhero called Gull, in which a man gains the abilities of a seagull when a bolt of lightning travels through the bird and the man at the same time. Having mastered control of wind and thermals, he's able to put a stop to a local fisherman slash warlock who's controlling the minds of wealthy women by enchanting the expensive fish they eat at high-end restaurants. I tell you this because a month after he moved in, Ray lost his job at Lewisham Council because he spent more time on his rubbish screenplay than he did helping people find council accommodation. He then turned the downstairs toilet into an office space and spent most of the day in there cold calling film producers and eating crisps. Once or twice a day he would whistle that song by Toploader, which is when I knew he was actually using the toilet. When Ray wasn't in there, he would lock his laptop, toothbrush and a pristine copy of Robert McKee's book Story in the cupboard. Nothing to do with plumes, he just didn't want me to see what little progress he'd made on his script. And every time David or myself tried to use the toilet, he would hammer on the door and tell us he was inspired and needed us to get out. I'd had enough. So one night when Ray was spending time with fishermen, I got David to break the lock on the bathroom cupboard and we read Ray's terrible screenplay, Gull, part one, whilst drinking tequila. It was a brilliant night, and when Ray got home, I told him to pack his bags and leave. So that's what really happened. I suppose he wrote the letter to get some attention and make David look bad, but he didn't even get that right. Lots of love, Michelle. Wow. There you go. So that was from Michelle. Interesting, those two two stories don't quite fit together, do they? They don't quite marry up, Mm. do they? They, mm, Could they? Well... It seems like David is very much going along with the narrative. What if mm. Ray is David? He wrote that letter from David because he is just trying to get more attention because he's just a failed screenwriter mm. who lives with his mum. Could be. Let's, maybe let's just say that. Good. Okay. Uh, any toilet news, Eamon? <clears throat> yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Babysitter walks... This is from the, the mirror. Oh, uh, yeah. The uh, the left leaning tabloid mm. babysitter walks out out on job after hearing family's disgusting toilet roll. Oh, as a babysitter, 
worked for a family on and off and then uh, they have another kid and they asked her to come back uh, at the last minute to help out okay when i was nannying both kids were potty trained so i never dealt with diapers with them mm. i show up and they start going over the baby schedule and then they tell me they use cloth diapers so for poops i have to scrape it off into the toilet i told them i'm not doing that either use disposable diapers just for this night or i can set the poopy ones aside and then they can clean them when they get home mm. i said that they should have told me this ahead of time because i would have said no oh. the parents told me it's just normal baby care we started arguing, so I just left and went home and had a relaxing night. My mom said I should have just done it because they were in a bind, but I gave them options and they vetoed all of them, so I stuck to my boundary. Did you ever go down the cloth nappies route? No, we went down the far more uh, unenvironmentally friendly, yet far easier and less gross. Disposable nappies. Mm. What about you? Oh, disposable. Here's the thing. Yes, it is damaging the planet. But then it's kind of like they're going to inherit the planet and it's their mess. So it's kind of on them to sort it out. That is exactly yeah. right. You know, it's not our problem. It's not my fault. When we're dead? No. So... The older I get, the more extreme my wasteful behaviour will become. Before, you would have put the disposable nappy in the bin at least. Mm. But now, you know, there's that scene in Mad Men where they have the picnic and then just throw all the <laughs> yeah, litter just on. It away, yeah, yeah, I'll just leave them out for a fox to eat. That's what I would do. <laughs> I mean, okay, do you feel like she was uh, she in the wrong? No, I think... Uh, no. Apparently these parents were in like really in a bind. It was like a last minute call. They really mm. needed help. So it's just like, if you want the help that badly, yeah. then just go along with the disposable nappies or like just letting her set it to one side exactly scraping that off a nappy no way Jose. no thanks what sort of instrument do you think they'd use like an off offset spatula i thought you meant like a recorder or something <laughs> what sort of instrument all right well a recorder would be quite good wouldn't it because <laughs> the, the the one end you can really get into the tiny little butt crack let's get into this what's the best instrument uh musical instrument that you could use to clean a cloth mm. nappy with harp if you were never going to use it again harp would be good because <laughs> you could just rub it back it and would. forth the many on, strings, on the strings. That, yeah. that would be good yeah what about um you could drum it off <laughs> <laughs> hang on if you pulled it taut like a drum skin. yes over this, like like a drum skin, yeah. <laughs> and, the <laughs> and then <laughs> and rock out like a big solo on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Then it, it, would it would spray would everywhere. <laughs> it would, it would go everywhere, but not, not on the, the nappy. nappy. Okay, uh, so on to I'm just stretching the uh, <laughs> stretching the cloth nappy skin over the Make drum. It tight. Drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's the only time anyone's done like a drum solo with their head completely turned away from the drum. (laughs) (laughs) Eamon, how did you watch Mm. The Expendables 2? On the toilet. On the toilet. And so did I. And what did you drink for me this time? So that I may do a summer wee of the film in the time it took you. So a big long wee of that drink. I drank uh, scotch. With a, one of those massive cigars that Sylvester Stallone starts smoking in this film. Even though it doesn't look like a cigar smoker to me. 
How much scotch did you drink? Four. Four scotch. <laughs> yeah. I've tried getting into like scotch and bourbon. You have tried hard. But I hate it. I think it's stupid pretend thing. It's, it's the same as cigars. They're not actually nice. It's just like a, a power thing. That's because you can't bust someone's balls in a big like merger or acquisition meeting if you've got like a, a, a bottle of two dogs on the go. No, you can't. Just it wouldn't go down well. Yeah, you have to, or if you're vaping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're vaping or smoking like a roll up. Yeah, but a cigar, I mean, you just, do you, do you keep it in your mouth as you give him a telling off? Yes, buddy, you're fired. I, I guess you'd take it out, but I, I just think they're stupid. They're done. Pointless. How long did the four scotch give me to summary the film? A minute and fifteen seconds. Plenty of time. This won't take long. Are we ready? All right, go. The Expendables are back, and this time they're joined by Liam Hemsworth, a young sniper who we learn a lot more about than any other member of the team, which almost certainly means he's going to die, and he does. When John Claude Van Damme shows up and kicks a knife into his chest, he's bad, and with the help of Scott Adkins, he plans to sell some plutonium to some people who buy plutonium. But Sly doesn't like him or his plan, and with the help of his team, his Planet Hollywood co-founders, and Chuck Norris, he puts a stop to Van Damme's wicked scheme by killing so many people. And that's pretty much the end for now. Yeah, good 35 seconds. Yeah. I mean, that's it, <laughs> yeah, right? That is it. thin on plot. That is it. I initially was quite excited Mm. by how this film started i thought it kicked off much more thrilling than the first movie the initial sequence was fun there were these cool cars it felt like they'd actually written some jokes great really good big explosion good big explosion we got a great bit of jet lee actually doing like jet lee stuff and the way it was edited you got you felt the impact of what he was doing sniper taking people's heads off yeah, a, a good, strong opening. And then it just became the same as the other one. Yes. And I, for me, I can tell you the exact moment that it happened. I totally agree with everything you just said. It felt the pacing was better. Yeah. felt that there was a script. It looked better. It was better directed. The minute it all fell apart is when um, Van Damme shows up. Yes. They get that computer, which tells them where the plutonium is. And he kills Liam Hensworth out of spite. Yes. And then leaves everyone else alone and sort of does an evil laugh and goes. He does. I think Van Damme had a bit of a say in his character and his lines. Mm. And yeah, there was a lot of unnecessary sort of self-indulgence that I think was probably put in there by Van Damme. I, I know this is make-believe and, and real mercenaries, and you know, uh, not like this, but I just kind of thought, like, why would you kill one person who they all obviously have this significant emotional attachment to yeah. and leave, leave everyone else to, so they can exact their revenge? It just doesn't make any sense. His character's name is Villan? Yeah, smart. <laughs> I quite like the fight between him and Stallone at the end. What I liked most about that was that they didn't cut away from it to anything Mm. else. Nowadays, you've got seven different endings going on and you spend about 30 seconds on each one before, bang, they cut away. Whereas they just stayed with Stallone and Van Damme. I tell you what, 
this film really makes you appreciate how great Tom Cruise makes running look. That's true. When Tom Cruise runs, he looks the business. When Sly runs, yeah. he runs with his legs as wide apart as possible. Yes. It's like he's just carrying a lot of weight. Yeah. Which I guess it's he was. Weird lumbering, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you've got a yeah, Chuck Norris who looked very strange. He did look really weird. Was it his overly manicured beard? I think it, his beard was odd. Well, his energy was completely out of line with everyone else's. It was. He was almost like, oh, hello. Yeah, hi, guys. Yeah, no, I work by myself. Bye. Yeah, I'm a lone wolf. And he made a joke about, this. oh, the snake. The snake died hmm. because of Chuck Norris. He made a Chuck Norris joke. So that's joke. a Chuck Norris joke. Yeah. yeah. And then Arnie mentioned Rambo and it's, it's all like, mm. it's all just breaking the fourth wall, isn't it, really? It's like, yeah. I would have no problem if this film went all in on that kind of thing. Like if there are loads of like knowing winks and playing up that stuff. But in a way they did it in the worst possible way. It's just they did it very subtly once or twice. Yeah, once or twice. Just enough to make you feel weird about it. You big guy, eh? Yeah, like he's he said that in such a weird way. It's like, um, yeah, like as if he was saying, like, "Ah, oh, sod you." I don't know what their relationship's meant to be. Mm. I don't think they do either. I absolutely love, by the way, how how Arnie in in that bit where Chuck Norris turns up. What he should say is like, "Who's next, Rambo?" But in a very stilted way, he goes, "Who is next, Rambo?" <laughs> It sounds like... Who is next? Who is next? It sounds like McBain from The Simpsons. <laughs> it's saying every word. It was Arnie at his worst. Is it, this is Arnie. I mean, what's, what's one down from phoning it in? I don't know. Texting it in? That's what he did. It's not turning up. I'm mm. back. Do you want to know another interesting bit of trivia? Yeah, I do. Is Novak Djokovic, the uh, tennis superstar, yeah. formed, uh, filmed a cameo. In this film? In the film, in the airport shootout, which was then cut. Wow. And so I looked it up online and there's... The only thing I could find was a video of him rehearsing the scene. Yeah. And it's him chinning a load of, like, bad guys with a tennis racket. But he's oh not, like... Do, you, he's not wielding it like a, a martial artist. He's, like, hits one with, like, a forehand, one with a backhand, and then, like, serves like, the racket on top of someone's head. <laughs> I want to use the three main tennis moves. I want you yeah. to use those three to take out these three guys. And then that's it. That's it. it looks dreadful. I, wow. I cannot imagine, even with the best editing in the world, that they could have made that look in, in any way good. But it again, yeah, it was like they really blew their load on the first sort of 10 minutes. Yeah. And then beyond that, it yeah, it just felt made up again. As bad as the first one, yeah. It was. Statham punches scott adkins into the rotor blade yes and his like one liner is can't be the classic yes what is that i don't really understand i thought we could come up with a better one okay i got some so like uh you could have said why don't you take that for a spin that's good or what about um you see crime does spray oh that's very okay. good Crime does spray. Uh, what about? <laughs> it's good with uh, Statham's voice. You could say, and I thought you were a cut above the rest. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You, say, you could say, uh, nice wheel, Catherine. <laughs> He's like, 
calling it, uh, him by like a girl's name. That's really good. It's like a sick burn. Nice will, Catherine. <laughs> That's so stupid. It's <laughs> really good. He could, he could have um, done Arnie. He could have said, "Get the chopper." Uh, yes, that's that is what it should have been. He could have done that. All of those are better. They what, are what's better. It, what does he say? Can't beat a classic. What does that mean? I don't know. Stupid. Can't beat the classic kicking someone into a helicopter rotor blade. Is a classic, isn't it? In a way, I suppose it's accurate in that I can't imagine muscle-bound real-life mercenaries are, like, really witty. Yeah, they're probably racist. Uh, like, probably you know, racist, like, horrible. Just yeah. really saying horrible things. Awful people who so, get paid so, to kill people. So, in a way, like, maybe they're trying to make it realistic. Like, the, the jokes Do are bad. Do you think they spent time with real mercenaries? And so I wouldn't use that is... joke, mate. It's too funny. We wouldn't say anything like that. Just say something racist. Uh, yeah. Just call just call him a c just call him a fing c what we do all the time. And you know that bit where the young lad has that conversation about his terrible time okay. in the war zone. Everyone affords him respect. That would never happen. We would bully him for it. <laughs> bully him. We'd give him a right old bully up. You watched all your teammates die and did nothing. Sort yourself out. Oh, you slag. What are you? So, <laughs> you soft. Well, you're soft. You're soft slag. <laughs> In, in a weird kind of like hybrid, they've, the producers obviously thought, well, we can't use uh, that sort of language. So we'll just use bad jokes instead. How do you feel about Dolph in this? Was he, uh, oh, I mean, he was more of the same, more really, the wasn't same. he? There's no point to that character. You could take it out. It wouldn't make any difference. Same with Randy Couture. All of them. Yeah. Because they, they don't, like I said, Liam Hemsworth, he had a backstory. Yeah. We don't know anything about any of the others yeah the the mercenaries that's it well even to the point where maggie like bruce willis made this whole big deal of like she is not to be her at all not a hair on her head yeah so i thought oh because I, I, i'd forgotten completely what it's about so it's like oh i bet it's her, his daughter I yeah bet that's why he's giving so no just um just wanted to raise <laughs> the stakes for drama it's really important this person doesn't get harmed. I'm serious. He's he's because I'm really serious. Don't don't harm her. Yeah, and why, the person would go like, why, why? <laughs> yeah, because they this time they did. There were personal stakes for Stallone, which, as you said, mm. was the completely unnecessary and uh, confusing killing of his new recruit by Van Damme. That was what made it personal. Yeah. And why, why do you care about this guy so much? Like, he wasn't in the last film, so he's only been expendable for a bit. Mm. What is it with Stallone and young snipers? Like in Rambo, mm. Matthew Marsden played a young sniper. Yeah. Do you think like a fetish? <laughs> Probably. Nothing <laughs> I like more than a young sniper. <laughs> <laughs> um, the characters don't have any backstories, but you've got Dolph, who's a bit wild. Mm. I mean, I was going to try and allocate character to them but actually there isn't any well they said Couture. they said oh, <laughs> he's an mit graduate and a brilliant chemist which is true of dolph lundgren he's super smart terry cruz is strong jelly can kick people he was his mum and dad were, was a chef maybe because he used the frying pan to, to to chin some people maybe what would your if you're an expendable, mm. you're not going to get any kind of backstory. What's going to make you yeah, stand out? Yeah, you need to out? have your thing, What are you going to do that... Yeah, what would your thing be? Like, Statham's thing is knives. He throws mm. knives. But what's yours? 
Uh, every five minutes, my character would double in size. <laughs> wow. That would so be cool. Like, first time you see him, regular, a bit small, actually. Yeah. Then next time you're like, holy shit, he's much bigger now. And then you might not see me for like a, a little while. And then I'm like a giant. I'm like Ant-Man when he's massive. And it would be like, good. Boom. It would be good uh, content for like for Statham and Stallone to talk about as well. No, no, no one ever references it. mention it. it. <laughs> no, I just get exponentially bigger. So, um, they, so they'd have to do the opposite. Like, good. <laughs> <laughs> nothing about that you guys changed at all <laughs> I know and then like the end as you see them zoom off in the aeroplane in the background beyond you can see like a titanic version of me just slowly <laughs> walking away <laughs> <laughs> good to see the new guys keeping up <laughs> that would be good yeah yeah it's perfect what would your thing be? Do a little, like, dance every time I killed someone. Oh, nice. So I'd shoot, you know, throw a knife, blah, 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 and I'd do, like, a like a slut drop or, a, like, a, yeah, like the worm. Okay. I'd do that. On the plane, I'd just always be dancing. Every time you saw me, I'd be, like, just dancing, ready to go. I could do, like, a proper, like, you know how Michael Jackson used to spin loads? Yeah. You could do, like, three spins. Nice. I'd do that. Any time something exploded, I'd stand in front of that mm. and just... Psh, nice. Spin. And then, you know when cool. he... And then, ah! <laughs> you know when he does the um, smooth criminal, like, lean forward? You could do yes. that to dodge bullets. Yeah, I would. Oh, we missed him. <laughs> and my name, what would my expect? My name would be uh, Dan Chacon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great name. <laughs> that would be a good name. And would you be saying that as say you fired? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Go on. Do it. I can't. <laughs> I just keep hearing it in my head. <laughs> oh, no. Go on, please. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm both speaking this. I, I, too, am imagining it. And that's what's making me laugh. But I feel like I also need to hear it. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, I'm cry. Oh, God. <laughs> so when do I do it? Do it. When you're shooting. <laughs> oh, fire gun. Yeah. <laughs> Danger gone. <laughs> Just like that. Danger gone. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. And say it, re- when he's firing a machine gun, he'd say it repeatedly. Danger <laughs> Danger gone. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my head hurts. Jeez Louise. Anyway, good. So, Expendables 2. We're two movies into this four, this four film <laughs> marathon. Would you fish it out of the bowl? Like... Just say when Chuck Norris goes fishing. <laughs> okay, would you fish it out like Chuck Norris <laughs> goes fishing? <laughs> or, or would you... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's mental. Eamon just fed me that line, and I think he knew. I think he might have known that I would say yeah. it. 
and it doesn't make any sense. I'm serious now after Dan um, Chacon. I can't think. How about, <laughs> would you fish it out like uh, Billy the Sniper's girlfriend fishes a little photograph of him out of a package of money she receives at the end, just in case yeah. she forgot who her boyfriend was? Or would you flush it away like Novak Djokovic's cameo was flushed out of the film? Yeah, I'd, I would uh, flush this. I think the only question is, it's flushed film, but do you, do you think it's better or worse than the first one? Please let me know if you're going to flush it first or, or fish it. I would also flush it away. I, initially, I was thinking, oh, yeah. I'm going to fish this out. Yeah. And then, as you said... It's really as soon as Van Damme arrives, it's like, oh, mm. this is this is all gone to hell. Some good Scott Adkins kicks, but um, was it better? Was it better than the expect? I think it was better because of the first sort of fifteen minutes. Yeah, that makes it better, but not a lot better. Yeah, what about you? Did you think it was better? I did, just for that that very the the first sort of ten fifteen minutes. Yeah, but other than that. Dreadful. All right. Well, that means that uh, uh, the (laughs) the Expendables 2 is going into the macerating tank of despair. (laughs) Okay, on to this episode's top five. Myself and Eamon will guess each other's top five choices on a particular theme. Uh, Whoever gets the most... Uh, correct answers gets to pick the next film although it's the expendables three so we won't worry about that and whoever gets the least correct uh does a forfeit i mean i'll let you introduce this week's top five top five uh, performance enhancing drugs <laughs> <laughs> obviously stallone got ridiculously jacked for this film mm. uh and he was he he didn't do it alone did he absolutely not so without further ado Top five performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> you you go first because you you lost last time. My first guess would be a duplicate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the human growth hormone. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I mean that's what Stallone was all over for this, right? The side effects include carpal tunnel syndrome, type two <laughs> diabetes, yeah. joint and muscle pain for men, enlargement yeah. of breast tissue. And increased risk of certain cancers. Oh, worth it. Oh, it's 100%. That lovely big head. 100% worth it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay, uh, your, go- your go. Okay. Because <laughs> I um, referenced it last time. Uh, I'm going to say Trent. I haven't picked Trent. No, no. All right, I'm going to guess. I'm wondering if you've picked one of the same anabolic steroids as me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... I think you might have picked um, a methan- methandinone uh, or Dibol. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes. Oh, well, is it? I've picked something called Dianabol. Dianabol is that the same? Uh, or Dibol, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did I get it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this drug can cause side effects such as decrease in testosterone and increase in appetite, insomnia and headaches, <laughs> mood swings or depression, jaundice. <laughs> Acne that does not disappear after stopping use. Nice. Why did you choose that one? I basically because it it's called D bowl. D bowl. Yeah, I, I've basically gone on the funniest side effects. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So I got that one. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Oh, I'm doing well, Eamon. 
you got to get this one. Another duplicate. This is made famous by uh, Canadian sprinter Michael Johnson. Stano Zolo. I have picked Stano Zolo. Have you actually? Winnie. What? Is it called Winnie? <laughs> it's Winstroll. Winstroll or Winnie. Oh, amazing. I like that name. So, yeah, well done. So, God, this is mad. Associated <laughs> side effects include menstrual irregularities, atrophy of the breasts in women, and impotence, testicular atrophy. <laughs> That's when your your balls get all small. Wow. Okay. Right. <clears throat> well, if you get this, you've won. Uh, MDMA. Uh, yeah, yeah, amphetamine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I put that. Yeah, they used to increase alertness and concentration. There are quite a few amphetamines, though. So did you did you just pick amphetamines in general? I just said amphetamine. Yeah. All oh, right. So okay. I'll all give right, you cool. that. Nice. Hey, hey, cone. There we go. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so uh, what was your top five then? So I had uh, I had amphetamines, HGH, yep. D-bol, D-bol, Tren, yeah, and Stanisolo. <laughs> what did you have? Tren. Tren. Um, I had I had cocaine. Uh, amphetamine mm. um, I had uh, human growth hormone mm. I had uh, bromantane which, um, which was used by a lot of Russian athletes in the 196, uh, 1996 Summer Olympics um, also also had creatine nice I think I know what your forfeit's going to be <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you have to take all of these performance enhancing drugs nice I've always wanted to be totally jacked I know I think I think it's going to be really good for you. So that'll be fun. So next time we're going to watch The Expendables 3. Yes. Which I'm really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the, the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we please seek us out mm. uh, on the various podcast platforms. If you could give us a rating, a five-star rating, that would be yeah. awesome. Uh, a review, subscribe. Uh, we're, on the, we're on the gram, we're on the Facebook, we're on the Twitter, we're on the TikTok. We're all over the place. So please find us, like us, be friends with us. We love friends. Yeah. We love Tren as well. Oh, <laughs> we love, love we Tren. Love Tren. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so all that's left is for us to thank our Patreons. What performance enhancing drugs would uh, would our Patreons be? Mike Foster, what, what is he? Um, amphetamines. He's amphetamines, isn't he? Yeah. Gets you high. High energy guy. Raph? He's like fentanyl. I know that's not uh, performance enhancing, <laughs> but it's just dangerous. <laughs> he is dangerous. Um, yeah. My mum. What would my mum be? Tren? Is your mum Tren? <laughs> She's my yeah. mum's Tren. Yeah. Um, my my mum's Tren and my dad's Winnie. Yeah, that makes sense. That's Gantz. There's a sentence I've never said before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, good. So, yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, so, join us next time uh, for more yes. Expendables fun. Can't and uh, we're not enjoying these films, but we are. We're perky, so that's good, isn't it? It's all the it's all the uh, the trend. Yeah, it's, yeah. We're we're not happy, but we're jacked on trend, so you wouldn't know. We should make one of those like um, bingo uh, games where every time in the Expendables there's like a bad joke or nonsensical like non sequitur, so you have to do like inject yourself full of trend. So like a drinking game, but with steroids. But with trend, yeah. We'd be massive by the end oh of it. Oh my god! If, yeah, yeah. For each film, just be gigantic. <laughs> We'd be dead. Yay! Let's do it. We'll put the rules on uh, Instagram. <laughs> Perfect. Amen. Keep flashing. Keep flashing.